Now, when two people are married, obviously they get married, why? So that they can have a family, right? So, children. And when a child is born, the first thing that he needs is food, right? So now the next ayah talks about breastfeeding. The obligation of breastfeeding. Who is this obligation upon? Is it only upon the mother or also upon the father? Child custody in the case of divorce. And in the case of divorce, will the child be fed by the mother or not? Can the child be fed by someone else? What are the rulings concerning that? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْوَالِدَاتُ And all mothers, يُرْضِعْنَ They should nurse, أَوْلَادَهُنَّ Their children, for how long? حَوْلَيْنِ كَامِلَيْنِ Two years, كَامِلَيْنِ Complete. الوالدات, plural of والده. And who is والده? The Tamil Butatian indicates this is feminine. Walada, waw lam dal, lam yalid, walam yulad. What does it mean to give? Birth. So walida is she who gives birth. Who is that? Who is that? The mother. Okay? So al walidat. What does this al mean? Not just the mothers, but all mothers. All mothers. Meaning every woman who gives birth, whether she is still married, or she is a widow, or she is a divorced woman, or, you know, she's not even married. Let's say she committed zina, and as a result of that, she had a child. So is she supposed to nurse her baby? Yes. Allah says, Al-Walidat, all mothers, regardless of their marital status, in other words. Regardless of their marital status. This does not mean that women should go and have children just like that outside of the bounds of marriage. But if it does happen, which did happen once in the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ, that a woman, she came and she said that I have committed zina. And because of that, I am pregnant. So inflict the punishment upon me. And the punishment for a married woman who commits zina is what? Do you know? Stoning to death. We'll discuss that when the time comes, the reason behind that, the wisdom behind that, what the procedure is. We'll discuss that. But this woman, she herself came to the Prophet ﷺ and she said, I have committed wrong, purify me, inflict the punishment upon me. And the Prophet ﷺ did not want to do that. Because... It's a very severe punishment. And if Allah has concealed the sin of someone, they should not go on exposing it. So the Prophet ﷺ turned away. But that woman kept coming. And she kept saying, purify me. But she was expecting. So the Prophet ﷺ said, go away. When you have your child, then come. She did not forget. Once she had her child, she came with the baby. And she said, inflict the punishment upon me. I don't want to go to Allah with this crime. On me. I want to be pure. I want to be clean when I face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then the Prophet said, But then who will nurse your child? Go and nurse your child. And when your child is weaned, then come. According to one report, we learn that that woman insisted, I don't want to wait too long. What if I die before that? What if I die naturally or something else happens? My heart changes and I don't want to get this punishment. Then I will face Allah with this huge burden of sin. So she insisted. And one of the companions, he said that I will pay for a wet nurse. 
I will find a wet nurse and I will pay her so that this child may be nursed. And then the punishment was inflicted upon her. And when it was inflicted, the Prophet ﷺ said that this tawbah, this repentance, if it was distributed upon the people of Medina, it would be sufficient for them. The manner in which this woman, sincerely, she turned to Allah. She repented to Him. She sought His forgiveness. You know, it seems so barbaric to us, but look at the honesty of that woman. Look at the sincerity of that woman. And the Prophet ﷺ appreciated that. So anyway, we learn from this that even a child who is born out of zina has the right to be nursed by the mother. So Allah says, وَالْوَالِدَاتُ And all mothers يُرْضِعْنَ يُرْضِعْنَ from the root letters رَضَادْعِينَ from the word رَضَاعَ And رَضَاعَ is to nurse, to breastfeed. Okay? To breastfeed. And يُرْضِعْنَ This is like a command. That all mothers should breastfeed, they should nurse who? أَوْلَادَهُنَ أَوْلَاد is a plural of walad. And who is walad? Child. So, أَوْلَاد All children whether boy or girl. Because in some cultures people think, oh boy, nurse him more. And girl, nurse her less. Not right. Regardless of the gender of the child, they deserve to be nursed by the mother. So, يُرْضِعْنَ أَوْلَادَهُنَّ For how long? حَوْلَيْنْ كَامِلَيْنْ حَوْلَيْنْ dual of حَوْل From the root letters حَوْلَمْ And حَوْل is a year. What is حَوْل? One year. Hawlain. How many years? Two. So two years. Which years? Which years? Lunar years. Okay? So if somebody has their baby, make sure you know when the baby was born according to the lunar year. Okay? Because it's important. So Hawlain Kamilain. Kamilain is a dual of Kamil. And kamil from kaf, mim, lam, one that is complete. So two complete years. What does it mean by this? This is the maximum period that a child may be nursed according to majority of the scholars. Majority of the scholars. And what's the evidence for that? That two lunar years is the maximum term for which a child may be nursed. Beyond that it is not permissible. What's the evidence for that? This ayah. That Allah says, لِمَنْ arada For the one who intends, arada from irada, intention, rawawdal, and that yutimma rada'a. Yutimma, tamimim, to complete. The one who intends to complete arada'a, the nursing, meaning the nursing period. So the parents who want that the nursing period should be completed for their child, should nurse their child for how long? For two years. So that's the maximum period. Okay? So can a child be nursed until the age of three? Can he or she? No. What about two and a half? No. Two, maximum, not beyond that. Not beyond that. Because Allah says, لِمَنْ arada أَنْ يُتِمَّ And there are many other evidences in the Qur'an and Sunnah that show that it's two years and not more than that. But this shows to us that if the parents want to nurse the child for less than two years, for whatever reason, is that permissible? That is also permissible. Because from the statement, لِمَنْ arada أَنْ يُتِمَّ الرَّضَاعَ The one who intends to complete the nursing period, this shows that 
there is also a possibility of not completing the nursing period. You understand? So can a child be weaned at the age of one? Can the child be weaned at the age of one? Yes. One and a half? Yes. 18 months? 20 months? Yes. If a child is breastfed more than two years, is that wrong? According to the majority of the scholars, yes, it would be. Because the maximum length is two years. So if you go beyond that, then this is a transgression from the bounds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set. But if it has happened out of ignorance, a person did not know, or because forgetfulness, they didn't even realize that two years were over. Okay? So then remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving. Okay? Because when a person does something wrong out of ignorance, out of forgetfulness, then inshaAllah, Allah will forgive him. Because he did not have that intention to sin, to disobey Allah. And Allah knows about our intentions. This is why we pray, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِن نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Allah, don't hold us accountable if we forget or we make an error. Okay? So, لِمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ in another place in the Quran we learn, And his weaning is done in two years. Meaning that a child is taken off of breastfeeding completely by when? By the age of two. So beyond that, it is not permissible according to many of the scholars. And if you think about it, this makes a lot of sense. Because the natural time period for human beings to nurse their children is about two years. How? Typically what happens, that the mother, she becomes pregnant okay, within two years. Typically, I'm not saying that this happens in every case, but generally this is the case. So when a woman is expecting, then her, all of the nutrition, the energy, that's focused on what? On developing the new child. So if she continues to breastfeed, then what will happen? The children will suffer. Either the one in the womb, or the one outside, or both. Okay? And... Ibn al-Qayyim, he said something amazing that makes a lot of sense. He said that babies should only be fed the mother's milk until their teeth appear. Until their teeth appear. Doesn't mean that the first sign of the tooth, that's it, stop breastfeeding. No. What he meant by that is that by the age of two, children have their teeth out. And you know, they're able to chew food very easily. By then, all children have enough teeth. But before that, they don't have teeth, or they have very few teeth, they will have the front teeth only, not the back teeth, so it's difficult for them to chew. Their stomach and digestive system are incapable of handling food. When the baby's teeth come out, its stomach becomes strong and ready for other food. So when the child is able to take other food, then he should be given more of that, because he needs it. And if he's not given other food, then it will affect his body, it will affect his growth. Correct? So this is the reason why Ibn Qayyim, he said that the children should be nursed only up until the age of two and not beyond that. So, لِمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يُتِمَّ And if the parents, if they decide to wean the child before the age of two, for whatever reason, let's say the woman became pregnant right away. She feels exhausted because she's nursing the child and she's unable to do so then is she allowed? Are the parents allowed to wean the child before the age of two? Yes, they have the liberty to do that. Okay? There could be many other reasons. The woman, she has to work. There is no other way. Let's say her husband 
he is not employed and only she has work and they don't have enough means to get by so she has to work and when she's at work she can't be nursing her baby on demand anymore right so eventually the child may be weaned okay there could be many reasons if there is a genuine reason then the child may be weaned before the age of 2 but my dear sisters remember that it's the haq of the child to be nursed by the mother because many women they find breastfeeding difficult or they find it embarrassing or they feel that it will disfigure their body hmm? that their body will not have that good of you know a shape anymore and their body will be not the same anymore so they dislike breastfeeding but this is not fair what the child gets from the mother's milk he or she cannot get from formula honestly some women think it's inconvenient to breastfeed why is it inconvenient i think bottle feeding is much more inconvenient sterilizing the bottles and getting the formula it's expensive and then washing all the bottles and preparing the milk and heating it up and it's a long process it can become very annoying and it can actually affect the health of the child i remember i saw this poster in a doctor's office there was a picture of a baby and he was looking up and there was a statement formula with a question mark it said no thanks and there was a a measuring tape around the belly of the child because apparently studies have shown that children who are exclusively or they are given more formula it affects their body so they are turning out to be more obese compared to others so breast milk is the natural food that allah has given yes mm-hmm. Yes, you may have studied, you may have heard, there are a lot of benefits for the child as well as for the mother. It's the right of the child. It develops a close connection between the mother and the child as well. Assalamu alaikum everyone. I did a project on this and breastfeeding also helps in the mother's body. So the vagina gets back to its place, the elasticity comes back, the womb gets back to its place. The body itself, like the things that women really fear, that the body gets back to its own shape. So the stomach goes back. It's so it's a very and especially uh, the body retains its uh, so pre-pregnancy hormonal levels. So it gets back the estrogen, the progesterone, they go back. So it's a very good thing for your body to actually breastfeed. Yes. And all that fat that has accumulated in the mother's body over pregnancy, it will only go away through breastfeeding many times. Yes. Exactly. The mother's milk has antibodies which are important for the child. You know, many times when children are sick, when babies are sick, the pediatricians, they say that breastfeed on demand, breastfeed as much as possible is better than any medication that you could give to the child. Yes. Exactly. That we can take from, you know, other things that Allah has created. For example, you can take cow's milk and you can alter that. You can make it such that it's suitable for an infant, but it can never ever be the same as breast milk. Never ever. You know, the risk of the child that Allah has given, it should be given to the child because that is best for him or her. So make this a point because many women, unfortunately, they don't like it. or they think that it's inconvenient. I remember this lady she told me that she weaned her little baby who was barely a month or two old because they had a lot of weddings coming up in the family and she did not want that every few hours you know she's lifting up her dress or you know removing it or whatever in order to nurse the baby. So she said she found it too inconvenient. She didn't want to ruin her clothes. There were too many weddings coming up so she decided okay that's it. That's not fair. Really that's not fair. 
It's not fair for the child. And many times it happens that if a child has allergies, the child cannot even take formula. The only thing that the children can take is what? Breast milk, the mother's milk, that's it. I myself have seen some children who you put even a drop of milk on their face, they will have hives immediately. You put a drop of cow's milk on their face, even they will have hives immediately. But they have their mother's milk and no problem, nothing whatsoever. You know, children cannot have egg, they cannot have dairy, they cannot have so many things. The way that they're getting their nutrition is only through the mother's milk. So there is food in it, there is shifa in it, there is so many benefits for the child and the mother's milk that the child should not be deprived of it. But if for a genuine reason the child has to be weaned, then remember, this is not something that is sinful. Okay? If for a genuine reason the child has to be weaned, remember this is not that a woman or the mother or the father are committing a sin. Because in pre-Islamic Arabia and even afterwards, it was a tradition amongst the Arabs that they would send their infants to the desert to be nursed by wet nurses. Why? Because they would be in the desert, the air, you know, the food, it would be much better for the growth of the child. And the child would pick up original fusha Arabic that was also good for the child. And we know that Prophet Muhammad wasallam, even he, as an infant, he was sent. Right? So, yes, it is the mother's right to feed, it is the right of the child to be fed, but if circumstances don't allow, then remember there is nothing sinful. Okay? وَعَلَى الْمَوْلُودِ And upon الْمَوْلُودِ لَهُ Mawlud is from the root letters وَوْلَامْدَال Walada to give birth again, and Mawlud is one who is given birth to. Walid, one who gives birth. Mawlud, one who is given birth to. So who is Mawlud? The child. Okay? But Mawlud, lahu, the one for whom birth was given to. Meaning for whose sake birth was given to. Who is this? The father. Because the father himself cannot give birth. Right? It is for his sake that the child is given birth to by the mother. The mother herself cannot have a child in her womb just like that. No. The father has to be there too. So mawlud lahu is who? You can say the biological father. Okay? So wa'alal mawludi lahu. Why is this term used instead of walid or something else? To show that the father, the biological father is responsible for his children. He can't say, oh, you know, the mother is nursing, it's her problem. No, it is his problem as well. This is his child or his daughter or his son. Because when it comes to nursing the child, many fathers, they don't get involved in it at all. They feel that, oh, I can't nurse, so it's not my problem. No, it's your child, so it's your problem as well. This is why the scholars have said that breastfeeding is an obligation upon both the mother and the father. Understood the mother, but how the father? Allah says, وَعَلَى الْمَوْلُودِ لَهُ It is his responsibility to take care of what? رِزْقُهُنَّ وَكِسْوَتُهُنَّ The food of them, of who? Of the mothers. وَكِسْوَتُهُنَّ And their clothing as well. Meaning the father has to provide for the mother's food and the mother's clothing. When? During the nursing period. So if, for example, the man and the woman, they got divorced. Okay, the woman was pregnant, she gives birth, the child is born. 
Now she's nursing the child and the child spits up a lot. Every time she nurses the child, she's trying to give him a burp and all her clothes are ruined. So in one day, she goes through several outfits. Okay? So who's going to take care of that? She herself? No. Who has to take care of that? The father of the child. Even though they're divorced? Even though he's no longer married to the mother? Yes. He still has to take care of that. What about the food? To breastfeed properly, the mother has to eat very carefully. If you want your child to become healthy, then you have to eat proper food. You have to eat very carefully. You know, things like fish and things like iron-rich food or calcium-rich foods, you have to eat that so that the child is nourished. So who's going to take care of that food? Again, the father. Regardless of the marital status. okay, The father has to take care of the food and the clothing of the mother in the period of breastfeeding. Kiswa is from the root letters. Kaf seen wa. And kiswa is clothing that is given to someone else. You may have heard of kiswa of the Kaaba because it's the cloth that is put on the Kaaba. Libas on the other hand is what a person wears himself but kiswa is what is given to someone. Okay? So the father has to take care of the clothing of the mother as well. But how bil ma'roof in the manner that is appropriate. Meaning the woman should be reasonable in making her demands. Not that she's like, I want nursing clothes and I want this dress which is $100 and I want this thing which is $400 and I want these many outfits and I want this food and that food. No, she should be reasonable in her demands. And the father on the other hand should be reasonable in his giving as well. That he should not say, oh, you should make do with three shirts. You should make do with one nursing abaya. No, he should take care of that in reasonable terms. How? According to his ability. This is why Allah says, لَا تُكَلَّفُ نَفْسٌ No person will be burdened إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا Except with its capacity. تُكَلَّفُ From kaf لَا مفا تكليف, To impose something on someone. To make someone carry a burden, a responsibility. So no person will be made to bear more than their capacity. وُسْر وَاوْسِينَ عَيْنَ What is وُسْر? The capacity, the ability of a person, what they can do easily in normal circumstances. So in other words, Whatever the man can afford, he will give. If he can afford more, he will give more. If he can afford less, then what will he give? Then what will he give? Less, according to his means. In Surah Al-Talaq, ayah number 7, لِيُنْفِقْ ذُو سَعَةٍ مِّن سَعَةٍ وَمَنْ قُدِرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقُهُ فَلْيُنْفِقْ مِمَّا آتَاهُ اللَّهِ لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا مَا that let a man of wealth spend from his wealth and he whose provision is restricted, let him spend from what Allah has given him. Allah does not charge a soul except according to what he has given it. لا تكلف نفس إلا وسعها Now, this obligation that is laid upon the father of taking care of the mother's food and clothing, this just shows how well aware Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of the needs of the mother, of the state of the mother, and how much Allah cares about women. Women get upset. We have no rights. I mean, look at this. The husband is already obligated to spend on the wife, isn't he? To clothe her, to feed her. But when she is nursing, he has to become extra cautious. He has to provide for her even more. And those of you who are mothers, who have breastfed children, you know what I'm talking about. 
When it comes to nursing, you have another set of clothes altogether. You have a separate abaya, right? Because women can't lift up their abayas, so they have to get separate abayas, different kind of abayas, you know, with buttons or zips or, you know, front open, whatever, so that they can nurse their children conveniently. I mean, that costs money, right? That costs. Likewise, when it comes to clothes, when it comes to food, she needs to eat more. Similarly, it happens that, let's say the woman is nursing the child and there comes the month of Ramadan. And now what's going to happen? She's trying to fast and nurse at the same time, but she can't do that. So she has to give the, she has to give the fidya. So should the father not take care of that? Yes, he should. Because she cannot fast because she is nursing the child. You understand? How Allah takes care of women. This just shows the love that Allah has for the mothers. Because being a mother is not something easy. It's something that demands a lot from the woman. It's something very challenging for her. Many women, they go into depression. Despite the fact that they have a lovely child in front of them who's smiling at them all the time. But still they go into depression. So she needs that extra care, extra attention, extra love. And the husband should be careful about that. My grandmother, may Allah protect her, she gave birth to 13 children. MashaAllah. And my mother, she tells me about how every day when her father would come back from work, he would bring something special for my grandmother. Even if it was just pop, or ice cream, or some fruit. Something for her to eat. Not because she needs to eat because she's hungry, but something that she will eat and she will enjoy having. What does that show? The responsibility that he takes seriously as a father. So it's necessary that this etiquette be taught to men. Those of you who have older sons, you teach your sons to take care of their wives, especially when they're expecting and especially at the time when they are nursing their children. They need these little, little things to, you know, be happy. Yes, you can say, oh, they have food. The refrigerator is full. But it's a different thing when you come home with a hot chocolate, you know. When you come with a soy hot chocolate or something like that, she will like it. Why not? It's a very nice gesture on the part of the husband. And he should do that. Because it shows that he cares. It shows that he is concerned. But unfortunately, what's happening these days is that the father is coming in between. He's not letting the mother nurse the child. Because it will affect her shape or it, you know, she spends too much time in nursing the child. So he doesn't want that to happen. This ayah shows that no one knows women better than the one who created them. The husband, the father, he can never understand what the woman is going through when she's pregnant or when she's nursing because he can never experience that himself. He can never relate with it. What do men say? All women have babies. All women breastfeed. How is your pregnancy any different? How is your nursing any different? Why do you have to make such demands? A man can never understand. Who can understand? Only the Creator. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why He has revealed these verses to teach the men that you have to take care of her food. You have to take care of her clothing. And when women are pregnant, when they're nursing, they become so emotional, so touchy, they need that extra attention. And that comes from these little, little gestures of just taking the woman shopping randomly and buying her a nice dress, a nice shirt. It helps the woman 
adjust to her new life because it's a huge change for the woman to become a mother. It's a huge change for her. It's emotionally draining sometimes. It's very challenging sometimes. So she needs that love and care and attention from the husband. And this just shows how loving Allah is that He is teaching the man that you have to take care of her food and her clothing. Then Allah says, لَا تُضَارَّ وَالِدَةٌ بِوَلَدِهَا The mother will not be hurt because of her child. She will not be harmed because of her child. And at the same time, وَلَا مَوْلُودُ لَهُ بِوَلَدِهِ Nor will the father be harmed through his child. لَا تُضَارَّ تُضَارْ from the root letters What does it mean? Harm. And it's more severe compared to adha. Adha is just a slight harm. But darar is more. So la tudara walidatun. The mother will not be harmed biwaladiha because of her child or through her child. Wala mauludullahu nor the father be hurt biwaladi through his child. What does it mean by this? That the mother will not be made to suffer because of her child? And the father will not be made to suffer because of his child. For example, the mother, her clothing, her food, the father does not take care of it at all. And he knows that she loves the child, so she will nurse the child anyway. Right? She wants to nurse the child, so she will nurse the child anyway. So yes, he can afford to give her more food, to buy the food that she wants, to buy her clothes, but he doesn't. Because he says, oh, she's going to nurse the child anyway, so why should I bother? Is she going to suffer? Yes, she will suffer. Is it fair? It's not fair. Likewise, the father should not be hurt through the child either. How can the father be hurt? For example, the mother, she makes extra demands. She's like, oh, he's supposed to spend on me. Let me just you know, buy all the clothes that I want now. And I'll say, oh, I need it. And it's your responsibility to spend on me. Let me ask him to buy all this food for me and have a party for my friends. That's not fair. The father should not be harmed through the child. And especially in the case of divorce, because this verse also talks about in case of divorce, what happens, right? In the case of divorce, what happens? The man and the woman, they blackmail each other through the child. Okay? They get what they want from the other, and who do they use? The child. If you want me to breastfeed the child, then you better give me this much money every month. Otherwise, I'm sorry. You can take the child yourself. And the father's like, no, I can't handle an infant. I've never changed a baby's diaper. I can't do that. I don't live with my parents, so my mother can't help me. I'll have to take the care of the child myself. So he knows that he'll be in a difficult position. So he says, okay, I'll give you this much money. So she is getting her way through by blackmailing the father, how? Through the child. Likewise, the father, the divorce has taken place. He knows that the mother will take care of the child anyway, so he doesn't bother to provide for her at all. So Allah says, don't commit this injustice. Don't use the child to take revenge. Don't use the child to take revenge or to inflict harm upon each other. The child should not get hurt in this process. But unfortunately, in the case of divorce, who suffers the most? The children. They are ignored the most. The mother and the father, they become so selfish that they ignore they disregard what the poor children are going through. Likewise, the mother may refuse to feed or the father may not allow that the child be fed. This is hurting the mother, 
hurting the father. Likewise, the mother may be forced to feed or the father may be forced to allow that the mother feed. Again, you are hurting the other. So this should not be done. وَعَلَى الْوَارِثِ And upon the heir. Whose heir? The heir of the father. In the case where the woman is a widow. Now her husband died. Her idda is over when her child was born. Alright? Now she has to nurse the child. But she needs more clothes. She needs more food. In that case, who will take care of her needs? Allah says, وَعَلَى الْوَارِثِ مِثْلُ ذَلِكَ Upon the heir is a similar responsibility. Whose heir? The heir of the father. So in other words, the man's family will take care of the food and the clothing of the mother while she is nursing. That responsibility will transfer to who? The heirs of the dead man, of the father. Okay? Who could that heir be? Could be his brother, could be his father, could be his uncle, whoever. Okay? So they are to take care of the mother. فَإِنْ أَرَادَ Now if both of them intend, أَرَادَ رَوَوْدَلْ Who intends the mother and the father? They intend فِصَالًا Weaning. فَصَادْلًا What does فَصَلَ mean? To separate. فَصَلَ To separate. Fisal is the process of weaning. When the child is taken off of breastfeeding, when he will no longer be breastfed by the mother. Why is it called Fisal? Why do you think it's called Fisal? What's the connection with the literal meaning of the word? Fasala, to separate, Fisal, weaning. What's the connection between the meaning, the literal meaning of the word Fisal from Fasala, to separate, and the technical meaning of the word Fisal? To wean. What's the connection between weaning and separation? Yes. Yes. Because after weaning, the mother and the child are separated from each other. Many women, they miss breastfeeding. Because when they were breastfeeding, their child was closer to them. Every time the child sees the mother, You know, he forgets everyone and he just focuses on the mother. He will cry, he will smile, he will run to the mother so that he can be nursed. But when he is no longer nursed, then it's as though the mother doesn't exist. Because he's so engrossed in his playing. Right? Likewise, as long as the mother is breastfeeding the child, the mother does not spend much time away from the child. The maximum time she will spend away from the child is what? An hour, two hours, three hours? Because then the child needs the milk. But then once the child is weaned, then she can be away from the child for half a day, for an entire day. Some people, they leave their children and they go for hajj. Right? And others are taking care of them. So for weeks at times. So it does create a distance, separation between the mother and the child. So while you are nursing your child, enjoy that time. Because you'll never get that time again. So, فَإِنْ أَرَادَ فِصَالًا If the parents intend to wean, but this weaning should be how? عَنْ تَرَاضٍ مِّنْهُمَا وَتَشَاوُرٍ Look at this. عَنْ تَرَاضٍ رَضَادِيَا رَضِيَا to be happy. تَرَاضٍ Mutual agreement, mutual consent. That both are happy with the decision. Both agree with the decision to wean the child. وَتَشَاوُرٍ تَشَاوُرٍ شِينُ وَاُرَى تَشَاوُرٍ is consultation. 
that with consultation, with discussion, both came to this agreement that yes, we should wean the child. What does it mean? That the mother cannot just wean the child by herself. She has to take the consent, the approval, the permission of the father. Likewise, the father cannot force the mother to wean the child. He cannot force her to wean the child. The mother has to be happy with that decision. She has to be okay with that decision. Because sometimes what women do is that they don't enjoy breastfeeding. Because they have to breastfeed every hour, every half hour. And they say, I can't do this anymore. But the husband wants that the child is breastfed. So what does the mother do? Sneak in a bottle here and a bottle there. Until gradually the child doesn't want to nurse because obviously what he gets from the bottle is much more filling and much more in quantity. So eventually the mother says to the father, oh look, he won't breastfeed anymore. And then he says, okay, I guess we have to give him the bottle. Is that fair? It's not fair. It's his child as well. It's his right as well to decide if the child should be weaned or not. And this especially is in the case of divorce. That even if divorce has taken place, still both will consult each other and both will decide if and when the child will be weaned. Now imagine if after divorce this has to be done. What about in normal situations? What about in normal situations? So this shows that both the mother and the father have their right over the child. Both of them have the right to decide how the child is going to be fed, how he is going to be taken care of. If let's say he's going to be homeschooled or if he's going to be sent to school, with school, both the parents have that right. Because sometimes one parent, they take the lead and they ignore the wishes of the other parent. Let's say one parent really wants that their child should memorize the Qur'an in young age. But the other says, no, 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 I don't want it. Well, consider the wish of the other, consult, discuss, and then come to an agreement. Because it's not fair that one is just getting their way through and the other's wishes are completely being disregarded. So both the mother and the father have rights over their children. And the matters of the children should be decided how? With taradin and even after divorce. Then there is no blame upon them too. Upon who too? The mother and the father. Meaning if they decide to wean before two years, and they do it with mutual agreement, mutual consultation, then there is no sin upon them too. وَإِنْ أَرَدْتُمْ And if you intend, أَنْ تَسْتَرْضِعُوا That you seek suckling. تَسْتَرْضِعُوا Radadain, same root, but istidar is to seek radar, to want that somebody else should nurse the child. So if you want that somebody else should nurse, who awladakum your children, falajna haalikum, there is no sin upon you. Meaning, is it okay if the child is nursed by someone other than the mother? Is it permissible? So for example, is it okay if the child is given a bottle? Is it halal? Yes. Is it okay if the child is breastfed by another woman? Yes. It is allowed. It is permissible. Allah says, فَلَا There is no sin. But there is one condition. And what is that? إِذَا سَلَّمْتُمْ مَا آتَيْتُمْ When you have سَلَّمْتُمْ You have submitted. سِينْ لَا مِيمْ Taslim, Submission. 
Meaning you have submitted, you have given in full, you have handed over what? مَا أَتَيْتُمْ What you gave. Meaning what you promised to give. In other words, when you pay the wet nurse. So in other words, if a woman other than the mother is breastfeeding the child, then she has the right to demand some compensation. So for example, she says every week, I want $200. That's it. That's her demand. For the first six months, $5,000, for example. Because it is very exhausting to exclusively nurse a child. It's not easy. You might say, oh my God, 5000 for milk that comes for free? <laughs> yeah, because it's not easy for the body to produce that milk and also for the mother to constantly nurse the child. You know how many problems women develop? Like back pain and they're sitting in awkward positions, they're lying down in awkward positions, they're waking up every hour in the night, they can't do anything, they're nursing the child with one hand and cooking with the other hand. It gets very tiring and exhausting. So if the woman demands something, the wet nurse, then it's better to pay her because this is something that's mentioned in the Qur'an, then the father is responsible to give that money. The father is obligated to give that money. إِذَا سَلَّمْتُمْ مَا آتَيْتُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Again, it should be in a manner that is appropriate. Meaning not that the woman is being given very little money. She's being given $100 a month only. That's not fair. No. Likewise, بِالْمَعْرُوفِ It should be given in a manner that is approved. That give it immediately. Don't wait for an entire year to pass and then you give her money. Or don't give her all the money in change. You know, you say, oh, I have a whole box full of change. It's approximately $500, so here you go. And then she has to count all that change and make all the, you know, rolls herself and go to the bank and deposit that, carry all that heavy change. No, don't do that, please. Ma'roof, manner that is appropriate. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ And fear Allah and know that whatever you are doing, Allah is watching it. Allah is watching you. What are some of the reasons why a couple would go to a wet nurse? It could be, for example, the mother is unhealthy. I mean, she's not physically capable of nursing the child. Okay? Likewise, it could be that she's not producing enough milk for the child. Her milk is not sufficient for the child. It's very common, very common. She may be working. It might not be possible for her to breastfeed the child. Or they feel that, okay, the child has been fed for a few months. Now they want, like for example, in the Arabian society, they would send their child to the desert because that was much healthier for the child. So for the benefit of the child, for the benefit of the mother, okay, uh, she may become pregnant again. She might have a huge family to take care of already. So she feels that if she's nursing more, it's affecting her bones. I know of women who are in their late 20s, but who have multiple children, and already they're developing arthritis. Already they're developing you know, weakness in bones and, and all of that. Why? Because you know, first producing a child in your body and then nursing the child, it's a lot. Your body is completely used up. So in that case, if she feels that she can't nurse the child anymore, then it's okay if the child is given to a wet nurse to be fed. Okay? And in these days, what is more common is what? Formula milk. Okay? So there's no harm in that. As long as it is halal. Yes, you have to check that too. Don't just think, oh, any formula is halal. No, you have to check the ingredients. Okay, find out which one is best for your child. 
So wa'lamu anna allaha bima ta'maluna basir. Know that Allah is watching everything that you are doing. And women should, you know, remember this. Because sometimes breastfeeding is very exhausting and very difficult, very annoying sometimes. So remember, Allah is watching you. Every time you nurse your child, it's like sadaqa on your part. It's charity on your part. So hope for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Women who don't nurse their children at all for no genuine reason, is that a sin? Yes, according to many scholars, it is sinful. It is being sinful. Because there are some ahadith in which we learn about those women who did not nurse their children, how they were being punished. The Prophet ﷺ saw them when he went for Mi'raj. So this is something serious, that for no genuine reason, the woman, you know, she refuses to breastfeed the child. You know, breastfeeding is difficult, especially at the beginning. But the fact is that you have to put in that effort and eventually it will get easier. But if you don't put in that effort at the beginning, then yes, your body will not produce much milk anymore. And these days, alhamdulillah, you know, there is medication available, there are so many herbs out there you can take to increase the milk supply. So a person should take advantage of these. For example, when the child was born, there is a problem. And if he breastfeeds, it's not healthy for him, it's not good for him, and it's possible. Then in that case, yes, the mother is not at fault. She's not sinful for doing that. Okay, let's listen to their station, please. <laughs> لا تضار والدة بولدها ولا مولود له بولده وعلى الوارث مثل ذلك فإن أراد فصالا عن تراض منهما وتشاور فلا جناح عليهما وَإِنْ أَرَدْتُمْ أَنْ تَسْتَرْضِعُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذَا سَلَّمْتُمْ مَا آتَيْتُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ So in summary, it's a very long verse. The first thing that we learn in this ayah is that all mothers, regardless of their marital status, are to breastfeed their children. And the maximum time period for that is how long? Two lunar years. During this period, the father is responsible for taking care of the food and the clothing of the mother, even if she is divorced. He is still responsible. And if they're married, he should take extra care of her clothing and her food. Then the child should not be used to harm the other parent. The father and the mother should not use a child to take revenge. And both the parents, they decide when the child should be weaned. The input of each parent matters. And in the case where it is better that the child be taken to a wet nurse, then the father is obligated to pay her. He is obligated to compensate the wet nurse for having nursing his child. Now, in the case of divorce, in the case of divorce, who takes the children? Child custody, who does it go to? according to our religion. 
When it comes to child custody, the scholars are of unanimous opinion, this is unanimously agreed within them, that the mother keeps the children if they are below the age of puberty. So infant, toddler, three years old, five years old, six years old, eight years old, who keeps the child? The mother. Not just the age of puberty, but until the children reach the age of discernment, meaning they become mature, they're able to take care of themselves. Who keeps them? The mother. She has the greater right. Unless she decides to remarry. When she decides to remarry, get married to somebody else, then the father has the right to demand the children from her. And she has to forfeit her right. She has to give the children to him. Okay? Why? Why do you think? Why do you think? Because if she is married to somebody else, then will she be able to take care of her children in the same way? No. If she has more children with her second husband, then will she be able to establish justice between them? No. Because she now has to be obedient to her husband. Then her husband will come first and her children will come second. So there will be a conflict of interest. Right? So she will not be able to give the haq of her children. This is the reason why then the father will have greater right. But in the case where, let's say, the mother is not, let's say, a righteous person, she's not a good person, and the father fears for the akhlaq, for the education, for the iman of his children, then in that case, the matter will be taken to court, the reasons will be given, and the father, he will have greater right over the children. Okay, There have been cases where, for example, the woman, she gets married to, let's say, a non-Muslim. Okay, And she has the children. Now, father, he is a Muslim, and he wants that his children should be raised up as Muslims. And it is a responsibility to protect the iman of his generations. So in that case, he will have the right to take the children away from her. Okay, But let's say the woman, she has the children, and she decides to get married. And she feels that her ex-husband is not really a righteous man. He's not a responsible father at all. If the children go to him, they will be neglected. Then in that case, again, the matter will be taken to court. And who keeps the children? The mother, even though she will get married to somebody else. Because it is better for the children to be with her than with her father. So several factors will be considered. How responsible each parent is, how capable they are, and how religious they are, and their circumstances as well. Many times it happens that you know, a child... He's being raised in a family where the father is step or the mother is step. And what happens to the children? I remember a lady once came up to me and she was so sad. She said, I would never ever want that a child is raised under stepmother. That's the worst thing that could ever happen. Because she was in that position and she could not continue her schooling. Yeah, she did not complete her schooling. I mean, uh, even her high school. She was treated like a servant in the house. So a lot of injustice is committed. So it has to be seen that who, which parent is more capable. And this is decided by who? By the judge. Okay? It's decided by the judge, not just the one who has more power. Because sometimes people will kidnap the child and they will go to another country and they will keep the child over there. And it's not fair. If both parents remarry, somebody else after the divorce, and who has greater right? The father. But if he feels that he will not be able to take care of the children, then they can come to an agreement that you know the woman keeps the children. 
or if the woman feels that my children are being treated in an unfair way, then she will take the matter to the court and she will get the children. Yes. The different factors will be seen. I mean, where the children want to stay as well. But when the woman remarries, remember her right to keep the children, you know, it's gone. Then the father has greater right. But obviously, there is room for other accommodations. Yes. In the case where the woman refuses to give the children to the husband where she is remarrying, then is that fair? It's not fair. She is being sinful. But if she fears for the akhlaq, the iman, the education of her children, that she knows that if my children go to their father, then they will not be raised as good people. Then she has a right to fight over there in the court and keep her kids with her. Okay? In the case where the father has died, he has passed away, then obviously the children will be with the mother. Okay? But the mother, she is not able to take care of the children. Okay? Or she wants to get married again and her new husband says, you know, you come to me, and sorry, I can't take care of these children. So where do her kids go? She wants to get married, but where do her kids go? Then who will take care of them? The heirs of the father. His family will, are responsible for them. So basically, your paternal relatives, okay, grandparents, uncles and all, they're responsible for the children. If the children are taken away from the parent with injustice, then that is a sin on their part. That is a sin on their part. There have been cases where uh, the mother, she was pregnant when she got divorced and the family of the mother, they said that we're going to get this child aborted. And they have forced their way through and the child has been aborted where the father wants the child. This is a sin. It's a murder first of all and it's a sin against the father that he's being deprived of his right to have children, to keep his children. And there have been cases where, okay, as soon as a child was born, they said either you keep the child or we're sending him off to an orphanage because we don't want the child at all. This is injustice not just against the other parent, but against the child. The kids are not just the age of puberty, but it's the age of discernment, meaning they can live independently. So for example, a child is 18 years old, 20 years old, 19 years old. They can live on their own. They are capable of doing that, for instance. So if the children are at that age, then they make their choice. They can live independently and they can even go to the mother or the father, but mainly the mother. Okay? But if obviously she decides to remarry, then the father. Yes. MashaAllah, so many questions. I guess it's a big issue. In the case where a woman got divorced, she wants to marry again, but the family says, if you get married, you don't know us anymore. Then in that case, what does she do? She gets help from, let's say, the imam of the masjid or some elders in the family and from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that her family, you know, their hearts soften towards that marriage and they allow her to get married. Okay? Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.